You're listening to The Driven, the podcast that gives you the news and the views, the ins and the outs on electric vehicles. The Driven is presented by Giles Parkinson, the editor of Renew Economy, One Step Off the Grid and The Driven Websites. Welcome to The Driven Podcast. My name is Giles Parkinson. I'm the editor of The Driven, along with Renew Economy and One Step Off The Grid. Well, trucks, electric trucks. Everyone seems pretty excited by the tipping point in electric car sales that we're seeing now. But what about the biggest, the noisiest and the most polluting vehicles on the road? Big trucks. The trucking centre accounts for about one-fifth of transport emissions on Australian roads and 4% of total emissions. On top of that, the particulates coming out from the diesel exhaust kill around 400 people a year, according to a recent Grattan Institute report. So how do we go about electrifying trucks? Well, that's the focus of this unique podcast. Recently, we've talked to the founders of the startup Janus Electric, which is talking about um, substituting and doing battery swaps with existing heavy-duty trucks. We've just been to Sweden, Norway and Germany, watching production lines, testing brand new electric drive trucks and visiting the world's biggest truck show at Hanover. And what an eye-opener that was. In this episode, you're going to hear from the Driven's first test drive of an electric truck. In fact, the first test drive of any truck, but besides the point. Then you'll hear from an experienced truck driver and what they think of an electric duty, electric heavy duty truck. Then you'll hear from the head of a Norwegian earth moving company that is planning to make his entire fleet of 34 heavy trucks electric within three years and why. And then you'll hear from the head of one of the world's biggest truck manufacturers, Volvo Trucks, and why they didn't bring a single diesel truck to the world's biggest truck show this year. But let's start with my first test drive. I was one of a bunch of journalists invited by Volvo Trucks to visit their headquarters in Gothenburg in Sweden and also attend the Hanover Fair, which is the world's biggest truck exposition and goes on for about 10 days. It's absolutely huge. The day before we arrived in Sweden, Volvo had just started the first series production of a heavy-duty electric truck, up to 44 tonnes. It is the first in the world to begin series production. And, as luck would have it, we were the first to get a test drive of the, the series production trucks just a day after they came off the production line. And, as it turned out, because the driven has never driven a truck before and doesn't have a truck licence, we were the very first people to actually get experience to drive one because we were able to go on the test track before the, sort of the more formal uh, test drives by the experienced truck drivers. So we did a couple of laps of a two kilometre loop within the uh, Volvo property in Gothenburg. And um, here are some of the first impressions that we have of driving a very big, very electric truck. Hi, I'm just... Um driving for the first time a heavy-duty truck and it just happens to be an electric one it's the new Volvo FH um, production of the um, sort of full commercial scale production has just started in uh, in the hometown of Gothenburg in Sweden and uh, they'll be arriving in Australia in 2023 so look let's make it very clear I'm not a trucking expert at all I've never driven a big truck before and I'm just on the uh, on the Volvo test track and uh, where you're allowed to sort of go around and, and, and experience it. I'm not driving quickly, 
I'm not on the open road. But one thing is really quite remarkable is just how easy it is to drive. I mean, it is as simple as a car up to the point when you realize that you're actually driving something very, very big. You've got to think about its length, its width, and its weight, of course. But so far, so good. I've done okay. And it's just quite fascinating to see and to feel this new sort of adventure, this new shift into heavy transport. If we think about transport emissions are a major part of the overall emissions and the truck emissions are a major part of the transport emissions. And it's possibly in one way the hardest thing to address. So the big issue of course is how you electrify a truck and then how you actually charge a truck and on which parts of the whole trucking network you actually use them. It's pretty special to be sitting up this high and knowing that heavy transport can be fully decarbonized as well. This has got a 550 kilowatt hour battery, which could be recharged in two hours. It's got a reasonable range. It's probably going to be used for local deliveries from ports to distribution centers, possibly for supermarkets and things like that. I'm not quite ready to use on the open road and long haul yet but that will come surely, either in battery electric or fuel cell hydrogen. Um, I'm not a truck driver, but um, it just seems to me that this has come such a long way from the old diesel trucks, which are quite heavily polluting, to these electric trucks, which are so smooth, um, so much easier to drive, which makes it easier for the people actually doing their job, particularly over long distances. And it's really only a short test drive, but uh, it's just a wonderful opportunity to see a glimpse into the future and what might be. And now I've got to do a U-turn before I run out of room. And I've succeeded. I'm pretty proud of that. And uh, as you can gather from uh, that brief audio report, it was a pretty exciting thing to do. I guess the thing that really struck me most was how easy it was to drive. It really was almost like sort of driving a, uh, a golf cart, except you suddenly appreciated the size of the damn thing. And um, I, you know, ready to admit that um, I couldn't very much take it out on the open roads, uh, dealing with... Uh, small roads, traffic, pedestrians and whatnot, but um, just the handling of it was really quite remarkable. And I've got to say that was borne out when the other experienced trucking journalists that I was traveling with, people who've been driving trucks for 40 years, people who believed for a long time only in diesel, who talked only about horsepower, they also got to drive an electric truck and were equally impressed as me. And they thought that some of the main reasons they were in, in, impressed with this was the ease of the handling, the response, the performance, the torque. And anyway, we went for in the back seat as John Thompson from Bus and Truck Magazine, or Truck and Bus Magazine, my apologies, who's been driving trucks for 40 years and writing about them for, for that long, took one of the Volvo, Volvo trucks, the heavy duty FX truck, 
out onto the Swedish roads. And these are his impressions. John Thompson, um, first drive in a Volvo heavy duty electric truck. Um, what's your first impressions? Well, I'm, I'm extremely impressed. I, I'm particularly um, like the mating of the, the iShift uh, automated manual gearbox. So if you like a component from an internal combustion engine um, truck that enables the flexible, enhances the flexibility of the electric motors. So that's a really impressive thing. Um, I think that will reduce um, usage of the bat load, not the usage of the battery, but the, the battery's draining because you're actually lowering the uh, revs of the electric motor. So that's really impressive. And um, just the quietness of it, like all electric trucks, it's just astoundingly quiet. Um, I really like the way um, the retardation works as well. So I virtually not have to touch the brakes except in a couple of extreme in, uh, instances. But that's that's another uh, really impressive part about any electric truck. And the noise in a diesel truck, I mean, how much m more noisier is it than, than what you're experiencing now? Incredibly noisier in a diesel truck. So initially we started off in an industrial estate, um, lots of low speed where um, you don't really gather any momentum in a truck. So with an internal combustion engine, you've got to keep going down the gears to actually get you, pull you out of those, those slow speed areas. And that means you're revving the engine harder. So it's making more noise uh, and uh, you know, just making it more difficult um, for the engine. So that just goes away with this. There's, no, there's none of that uh, over revving because the engine's working at a constant pace but it's also um, creating maximum torque virtually at startup, so that totally reduces the noise. It's it's really very impressive. You've driven a few electric trucks now. Um, what are your estimate estimations about the difference? I mean, are they are, are they much different to each other, or are they all sort of heading in the same direction? They're generally heading in the same direction, but I, I, as I mentioned before, I really find it interesting that Volvo's decided to adapt their 12-speed automated manual transmission into the electric truck. Daimler, on the other hand, um, uh, they've decided to go with a, um, uh, a reduction, just two-speed reduction gearbox in their, in their rear axle. Um, I think, you know, it'll, time will tell, but I think this is going to be a more flexible um, approach for, for drivers and for, you know, as I say, preserving the, the battery energy. How do you think that um, customers will take to electric trucks? I mean, um, in, in, in some ways, the, the industry might be seen as sort of, you know, sort of, um, you know, sort of married to sort of fossil fuel ideas and techniques and things like that. Um, a lot of owner drivers probably sort of so damn caught up with managing their own business and it's a tough industry. Um, do you think electric trucks are going to take off? I mean, I guess in one way for emissions, they're going to have to, but I mean, um, how easy do you see that transition? Well, it's, I think it's never going to be an easy transmit, transition. Human beings are resistant to train, a change by nature. But, you know, it's inevitable. The big fleets are already, you know, really intensely looking at this. They understand that there's going to be massive gains in terms of reducing driver fatigue, reducing the cost of running the trucks, the cost of servicing them, virtually there's, you know, you don't really need to 
don't need to do a, a lube change in any of the major components at all because there's there's no oil you know it's it's a it, it's a totally um, uh, fuss-free truck in terms of uh, maintenance so all of those factors are influencing the big fleets and inevitably what happens is the big fleets adapt that technology very early and then those trucks will then um, cascade down through to owner drivers and so forth it's not going to be an easy transition we can't kid ourselves that it's going to be easy but it, it is inevitable and I think um, uh, you know we've had a, a bit of reticence in Australia from uh, the previous government who, who didn't really embrace climate change or embrace the need to do anything to um, to bring this sort of technology on and I think now we're actually seeing uh, some evidence that the the new government's moving in that direction and that'll speed things up that'll uh, offer in some incentives for some of the big bigger fleets to to uh, get on board with zero emission trucks earlier. Mm. Um, you often say about electric cars that once you've driven an electric car, you don't really want to go back to a fossil fuel car if you can possibly help it. Is that going to be the same with uh, truck drivers, do you think? I think so. You know, there'll be no more... It, they'll still labour up big hills, but not anywhere near as much as a diesel truck, even a, uh, you know, a, a 700 horsepower one, because you've got instant torque. This From the line, they, they take off... Um, with maximum torque which just gives you this drive down the road and then climbing hills you've got a, a much better um, performance in that area I think like you say once drivers actually drive them and understand how good they are and how quiet they are um, the reduction in their fatigue in a long shift from the lack of noise is going to be astounding and I think people will embrace them but it will take time Jordan, thanks for um, sharing your views. Pleasure. And that was John Thompson from Truck and Bus magazine. Uh, and I have to say that uh, that feeling was pretty much echoed by all the trucking journalists there. So the next person that we got to speak to was Gilberto Inkelin from Tom Wilhelmson or Tom Williamson an Oslo-based company that specialises in heavy haulage and earth moving, particularly on building sites in and around cities and towns, has a fleet of 34 trucks and in 2019 went electric with seven of them. Medium duty is about to take two of these new production heavy duty vehicles and is about to order another 20 something to take the full fleet, entirely electric by 2025. We caught up with Gilberto Enkelin and he explained why he was doing this. Gilberto Enkelin, thank you very much for joining the Driven Podcast. It's my pleasure. Now, you made a decision just a couple of weeks, a couple of weeks ago, a couple of years ago, sorry, to go electric. You run a fleet of heavy duty um, trucks, they're mostly tippers, as I understand, but you decided that you wanted and you needed to go electric. What drove that decision? Yeah, um, that's true. We, we have 33 tipper trucks uh, today, uh, and it was a, around 2018 that we started to look a little bit up towards, you know, how we're going to be moving and shifting the company and, and getting it ready for the future. And, and one of the questions that we asked ourselves was, what is the future really going to look like for heavy duty trucks? And 
you know, when we took a little bit of a, an analysis of what happened in the personal vehicle market, uh, at least in Norway, where, you know, at that point, maybe 40%, 50% of vehicles being sold, starting to go towards the hybrid electric, we thought to ourselves, there's no way that the diesel engine is going to continue being the prime driver in our industry. And that's sort of when we started this to decide to look for new technologies. And was it hard to actually find the right technology? Did you have to sort of push the truck manufacturers to actually deliver what you wanted? Yeah, at that point in 2018, you know, we still had that beautiful V8 motor that has been working for the last 100 years. Uh, so at that point, there was no alternatives. Uh, and it wasn't until the, the following year that we approached um, a stand at one of the the big uh, 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 what's a Mesa Mesa? It's um, big trucking, a big show. A big, that, a, a yeah, big one of the trucking shows here in in Norway. Uh, and you know, in a back dark corner, there's a, a a Volvo stand with Volvo Electric, and they just had a distribution truck available at that point. So we went up to the stand and started chatting with them and asking a lot of questions. And that's when we sort of asked uh, them the, the difficult question of, can you make this into a tipper truck? And, you know, they had only a distribution truck available at that moment. And uh, they didn't necessarily laugh in our face, but it, it was a little bit of a comical moment of, watching them react and and them understanding that we were really pushing them towards making something new and completely different than what they thought they would be making well they must have gotten to um they, they must have gotten to gear pretty quickly because by 2019 i think you had your first electric tipper trucks and now you've got a fleet of seven of them so um tell us how they're going yeah well so it, it took about six months for them to give us some feedback and and say that yeah for sure they're they're gonna do this and as soon as we got our first electric trucks um you know, we, we didn't have a lot of expectations. We did set out some parameters that we want, wanted them to be able to travel a certain amount of distance or have a certain amount of range. Um, but we've been very positively surprised at how efficient they have been. And I mean, it has required us to change the way that we approach every project and, and the type of collaboration that we have with uh, the different uh, construction companies to make sure that we are having efficient, uh, just efficient production at these projects. What, 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 what do you mean by that? Well, um, the electric trucks, uh, as mentioned, they have limited range. We did have a, a certain expectation of how long they could drive, but they are limited in terms of the range. And the majority of the quarries and, the, and landfills that we utilize uh, in order to move earth uh, and material are 60, 50, 60 kilometers away from the city center. So what we've had to do is set up a temper or a temporary material storage facility, if you want to call it that, uh, where we're able to tip uh, spoils or CND material. And at the same time, in the same area, load uh, gravel and crushed stone materials that go back to the projects. So 
by doing that, we've been able to reduce the amount of trucks that are needed uh, at every project. And these smaller tipper trucks, uh, being able to carry a total weight of uh, 27 tons, are replacing the big uh, 50-ton trucks that otherwise would have to work at these projects because they travel three, four, five times the distance. Oh, okay, okay. And um, my understanding is too that in, in, in Norway, um, this has actually led to improvements and, and one of the requirements of local governments, if you're actually going to do construction projects within cities and towns and town centres and things like that, is that they have an environmental component. So these are actually um, reducing the noise uh, for the communities. So that's, uh, that's a benefit. Absolutely. In that sense, we were very, very lucky that our vision and our goal aligned with what the government put forth for all their tenders. So up to 40% of the tenders um, criteria is in an environmental criteria. Uh, and if you're able to resolve the problem complexity around the, the project, with an environmental solution, uh, whether it's traveling a shorter distance, traveling with electrical trucks, then you are more likely to be awarded the tender. So initially there was just this electric uh, machinery criteria, but we've seen that at the projects where we have been working at, we've had a major uh, positive impact for the surrounding community, because not only do we reduce um, emissions, we also reduce the amount of noise that is being produced from the project, uh, as well as the amount of dust that gets blown up because none of the, these trucks have fans or anything that might blow up dust. And as you mentioned, the the noise, I think, is one of that we've seen and everything everybody's been very surprised about because we have projects that are working right beside kindergartens where we don't have to stop the work when the kids are having a nap or we can start work earlier. So it's been very positive in that sense. <laughs> and what about the payback for these machines? You know, I, I, I did a, I did a, a study uh, in terms of what the, the payback time would be and, and the benefits that we get from, from this machinery. And unfortunately, as, as it is not, um, very um, that there, there's not many of these trucks being produced. The prices still remain very high, and we have been uh, dependent of government subsidies. And the, I mean, government Norway has uh, excellent government subsidies for the, these kind of environmental investments, and they cover between forty to fifty percent of the additional costs. Uh, with that in mind, then the payback time and the, and, and the, the willingness of the market to pay a higher price for the new technology has been very positive. And we see that the payback time uh, is, is reduced from the initial maybe eight to 12 years to uh, five to seven years, depending on how, how, um, how, how hard you're working these, uh, these trucks. 
And you've got seven electric trucks now, and I think you're getting a delivery of two sort of um, bigger trucks um, yes. this year or next year. And your intention is actually to go either fully electric or is it fully zero emissions by 2025? I mean, I imagine if it's going to be fully zero emissions, it's probably going to be electric in that short, short of time period. Yeah, <laughs> it, 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 it is looking like at this uh, moment, we're looking at uh, fully electric by 2025. We are paying close attention to alternative uh, energies uh, and alternative uh, drivelines. However, we have not seen anything that tells you that it's not going to be electric. Mm -hmm. Why is it so important to be fully electric by 2025? Why set that goal? Yeah, for us, it was really about, you know, changing the whole dynamic of our company to be one that focuses on sustainability and focuses on the envir environmental impact that we are creating. And that's because we feel that it's our responsibility as a company to not only lead by example, but to also show the coming generations that, you know what, we, we are taking care of the things that seem to be most important to you as a, as a up and coming generation and lead the way in that sense. Mm. How have the drivers responded to the shift from fossil fuels to and diesel to um, to electric? <laughs> that, that was a big struggle in the beginning. I'm not going to lie. Um, we are having conversations with drivers that have been driving diesel engines for years and years right and they're they're used to that vibration of the engine and the vroom vroom noise that they get in the background and to to sit to sit on an electric truck uh, seemed like for them that it was just like the most ridiculous and far removed thing for them uh, however all our drivers that have had the opportunity to sit and test these trucks have said that they wouldn't go back to uh, driving on a, a diesel truck. And that's been a very positive for them also. I mean, the truck creates a, a better working environment for them in general. So when do you think about, I mean, you've talked about the, um, the targets for Tom Williamson, your, 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 your truck company. What are your views about how quickly do you think the trucking industry overall can and will transition to either electric or alternative fuel lines it seems you know following the market so closely and what we've seen in terms of the developments out there and the amount of investment that is going into this technology uh, i feel that by 2024 every single heavy duty oem will have a version of an electric heavy duty truck available for the market and we're talking about trucks that will have a three to 500 kilometer range. And when it, when it, when we're talking about heavy duty trucks, that is a very, very long range. And, and we're talking about moving 44 to 50 tons on the daily, uh, on every trip. And in terms of long haul trucks, I think that that distance, especially in Europe is a formidable distance that will be able to solve uh, the majority of routes. Mm. It's interesting that um, 
the trucking companies are being so proactive, it's kind of different from what's happened in the utility space um, and in the electric vehicle space where you had sort of upstarts like Tesla's were pushing forward. So maybe, maybe driven by people like you and also driven by what they've seen in other industries, the, the, the big truck manufacturers, the OEMs, as you describe them, are actually sort of taking the initiative here. Yeah, I, I, I think that is very true. And, and you know, historically speaking, in terms of the technology and how it moves from, say, Formula One, that tends to be the most experimental and, and they tend to test out all barriers, parameters for a vehicle. A lot of the technologies quickly transferred into the personal vehicle market. Uh, and then we see that there's, you know, a three to five year lag that moves it into the truck uh, trucking market, a heavy duty market. And I think that's sort of what really pushed us to start looking for for alternative uh, drivelines and uh, alternative energy uh, and, and that technological movement. Mm. Well, Gibraltar Enkeling, uh, thank you very much um, for joining the Driven Podcast. It was my pleasure. Thank you. And that was Gilberto Enkelin from Tom Williamson, the Norway-based trucking company that's going fully electric and um, a really interesting story. And, and I think that uh, point about the truck drivers actually liking electric is a really, really salient one. After visiting Gilberto Enkelin in Norway, we went to Hanover and we went to the Hanover Fair or the Hanover Trucking Show. Uh, really quite extraordinary. I mean, I'd never been there. The other trucking journalists have been going there for years and years and years. Um, I've been to many big shows in my life. The size of this one was quite extraordinary. I mean, trucks are big things, so you need a big show and a big compound and big area to, to put them on display. But to arrive there and see all these huge established trucking companies talking about basically nothing but electric. Okay, a few of them are talking about fuel cell vehicles and a few of them about some other, you know, maybe biofuels and things like that. But the overwhelming purpose and subtopic of the whole conference was electric. Volvo went there and didn't bring a single diesel truck. It was all electric. Man, Scania, Daimler, Mercedes, their all focus was electric. And of course, there were all the startup companies as well. And the other big players trying to sort of move into that space. It was just really quite remarkable. And I have to say, coming from Australia, you really had no inkling of that this is actually happening. And people talking various forecasts, talking about 50% electric trucks by 2030, even earlier than that. Um, there was a big focus not just on heavy duty electric trucks, but also last mile delivery vans, which are really important in the major cities and in towns because they're the ones that go right into the centre of town, go right into the suburbs. And there's a great expectation there. There's a great expectation that these um, diesel trucks won't be allowed into these towns and, and, um, and, and city centres within five or seven years or even earlier. So many of the big companies were rolling out their new electric vans and including uh, VW with its um, ID Buzz and its cargo van version of the ID Buzz. And in fact, I had about seven different versions of the ID Buzz. It's quite remarkable. I think it's most attractive to me in a surfing and camping version you know, a basically electrified version of the old combi, but they've made it into a really adaptable thing. It can be a cargo, it can be a milk delivery or a restaurant van, or even a little tipper truck. It can just be anything. We took one of those for a drive and that was really exciting, really impressive. Uh, we didn't do an audio at the time, 
but um, but that's okay. We did a full report on it, which you can find on the Driven. And it was quite remarkable just to sort of look around and just see the emphasis on the silence of these vehicles, both for the people living in communities and also for the truck drivers. Mercedes had a whole truck set up where you could actually, and they called it discover the silence, discover the difference. And you could walk in there and you could sort of press various buttons and hear the difference between driving a noisy diesel truck and driving an electric truck and also being outside and hearing them go past as well. Anyway, look, we're going to finish this podcast with an interview with the CEO of Volvo Trucks, Roger Arms. Um, they're basically the probably the trucking company going hardest on electric at the moment. As I mentioned before, they didn't bring a single diesel truck to the Hanover Fair, which is really quite extraordinary. Uh, they predict that 70% of their truck sales by 2030 will be fully electric. And that possibly includes um, in Australia, where they're going to start manufacturing electric trucks by 2025 and start delivering the first heavy-duty electric trucks um, next year. Anyway, let's have a listen to Roger Arms, um, my conversation with him, the CEO of Volvo Trucks. So, um, Roger Arms, thank you very much for joining the Driven podcast. Thank you for having me. Volvo um, has arrived at the biggest trucking show in the world with a whole bunch of electric vehicles and no internal combustion engines. That is very correct. That is very correct. When did you make this decision and why? We, we, we took this decision together in our management team because we wanted really to show our commitment and to fossil free transport. And what we are focusing on here at EA is really 100% into the transformation that we are towards zero emissions and zero accidents. Yeah. You have set a target for 50% electric vehicle sales by 2030. Yes, correct. But of course you work in many, many markets in the world and some are going to be slower. And so you're saying 70% in your main market, which is Europe. Yeah. That seems an extraordinarily ambitious target for just eight years. Eight years, you can do a lot of things in eight years. And we, we, we started actually this journey in 2019 when we started and serial production of our medium duty electrified range, the Volvo FL and FE. We also have a number of these units now electrified in Australia. And uh, now we are then involving then the range that we have. And we have today six electric trucks into our global product range. Two then the medium duty, the Volvo FL and FE, and one in North America, the VNR. And now we are expanding our product range with three additional products, the Volvo FH, FM, and FMX, electric. And by that we are covering around 45% of all then the transport needs that is available. And we also then hope that Australia will take a big step towards fossil fuel transport as well. The, um you said so far that um, you started doing your medium duty heavy uh, trucks in 2019, rolling out the series production. Now you've gotten to the heavy duty series production. That seems to have happened faster than you anticipated. Nah, faster, but I think that the technology is happening with a rapid speed now as yeah. well. And that is also then changing then how we are then introducing our products to the market. Now we're going out very transparent and say, that we will come with this on very much forehand. 
and that we have not been doing in the same way with the combustion engine. And this strategy has been very successful because if you look at our market share that we have in electrical trucks in Europe, we have over 30%, and in North America, more than 60%. And we are then keeping the leadership in Europe, North America, Australia as well, mm -hmm. and other than countries around the world. Yeah. And, we, and we have now sold electric trucks into 27 countries and a total volume of 2,600 units. Yeah. Is this being driven by consumers or your customers or are you sort of bringing your customers with you? I think that we are working in both dimensions. It, it is started really then with the transport bias and that is committed to the science-based target and have done a reduction of the CO2 emissions and now it's work moving to logistic companies and then to retail customers as well. And, and it's important that we are then helping our customers into this transformation and to give them peace of mind, to give them comfort and make it simple for them to move over to fossil free transport equipment. Yeah, it was interesting the survey that you talked about um, in the presentation earlier today about the number of your customers are actually willing to pay a premium from electric vehicles. Tell us more about what you found and why you think that is. Uh, we, we, we made a survey that we went out and asked them quite a lot of them, transport buyers and transporters, what they feel about their transformation. And many of them see then that moving into then electrified products or fossil free products, it will be then a competitive advantage and also then paying a higher price for it. Mm. And I think that is also then that, that is good because that is then really an environmental care aspect into them working with, because in the end of the day, we all need to take care about the world in a better way than we are living in. Look at your country, it's a beautiful country, and that there's so many, many good things in the nature, and we want to keep it in that way. Yes, of course. You said that the, um, or I understand that the price of electric um, trucks is about three times the price of, um, of the internal combustion engine I, I didn't trucks. say that. You didn't say that, but I've heard it said around the okay. around okay. things. Well, perhaps you can you can correct me on that. Maybe it's not quite as much. No, but, uh, but I think I think that we need to when we, when we are comparing them from a pricing point of view, I think we need to compare apples to apples, and we need to then compare the total cost of ownership yeah. as well. And then what, what is then the total cost of ownership of the electrical products compared to diesel? And it's also then, it can come legislations into the future, it can come a cost on then CO2 for example, it can come then legislations that you cannot drive into the city center with the diesel trucks as well. Yeah. And, and, and that is a lot of other aspects to take into consideration right. as well. We've seen a lot of change in the energy markets over the last six months, um, very high um, um, fuel prices, but also very high electricity prices. What's this then doing to the market outlook for electric vehicles? Um, is that actually a good thing in the long run or is it a bad thing in the short term? Or both? <laughs> but, but, but of course there is a challenge, general challenge for the moment with, with energy capacity. Mm. Uh, but, but we believe then that electric trucks will then be the main solution and to reach them a fossil free transport for our customers and we will do our part into this journey and to make it happen but we need to then relate this back as well to the general global uh, 
climate situation that we have. Yeah, absolutely. And um, you've also invested in something called Volvo Energy, which is all about sort of recycling batteries at the end of their life yeah. and sort of making them useful, yeah. which is all part of this sort of... In, in, in fact, one of the things that you'd actually stress, I understand, at Volvo is that it's not just about selling a particular product, which is an electric truck. It's actually kind of like the whole of life. Can you tell us a bit more about what your view is there? Now, Volvo Energy is playing a very, very important role into the transformation that we are because it is not only about the battery, but it's also about then, the charging infrastructure so that we can then offer then charging to our customers. But it's also then, to build the second life of the battery. So then we are handling then, an ecosystem from a battery point of view as well. Right, okay. And some of the implications for electric vehicles, because there's a big discussion about electric vehicles or electric trucks will be really good for a certain market, um, but not good for all markets. I mean, how, how important will electric, the, the electric part be in the future truck market? How much will electric take up? How much will go to hydrogen and how much might go to renewable fuels or synthetic fuels? But what, 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 what we say is there is not a silver bullet for, yes. for everything. There is different solutions for different applications. That's why we are taking it segment by segment, market by market, customer by customer. But we believe in that the main technology will then be battery electric. And then we need to have fuel cells as well for longer transport and longer distance. And we also talked about today that we will have then trucks into... Uh, to test that demos with customers around 2025 and we will start zero production mm. of fuel cell in the end of this de decade. And then we will also keep the current combustion engine, but has been then run on renewable fuels instead as well. Mm. By that we are creating a big and good fossil free transport uh, solutions for our customers able them to handle all kind of applications. Yeah, of course it's probably more efficient than to use a battery electric vehicles where you can because um, you need less electricity to, to supply that fuel. Exactly, so, exactly, yes, exactly. absolutely. And so where do you think we're going to be in 2030? Because we might actually just be looking at the last eight years and that actually underestimating the transition. I mean, um, I sincerely, from a personal point of view, I hope that we have a higher take rate than the 50% that we are targeting yeah. in 2030, but we all need to drive that we are getting there, and uh, I hope that we will have a very nice discussion about the nice climate that has been changed in very 2030, good. and then we can talk about new challenges as well. Can you um, tell us about the prospects for the Australian market? The, the Australian market is, uh, is, is a very important market. It's a very strategic market and we have been in Australia for 50 years. We have a assembly factory in Waco uh, that is very, and uh, we have a supplier footprint. We have done a strong dealer network in Australia. That makes them that Australia is important and we are very proud to have them produce trucks produced in Australia and that is important for us to have that one manufactured Volvo mm. trucks in Australia. And we will also then bring in electrical trucks to the Australian market. We have also already sold and brought in quite a number of FL and FE electric to Australia. And once upon a time, we will, we will start to then assembly the heavy duty range in Wakefield as well, the FH, FM and FMX electric also. For the last decade, we've had a, um, a government in Australia that's told us that electric vehicles can't tow a boat. 
Um, I drove an electric truck the other day that can tow 38 tonnes, I think it was, possibly yeah. up to 44 yeah. tonnes. Yeah. Um, what do your customers think about that? Is there scepticism about electric vehicles there or do you think that they get it or do they need to see it first? I think that the, the, the more that we are coming out with our products and show them to customers and we had the, the launch activity now here during the Swedish spring where we have thousands of customers coming up to Gothenburg test driving the product, see the product, feel the product and, and the feedback that we are getting is just amazing. You know, the silence, no silence, no vibrations and then also the moving goods with, with no emissions either. So the feeling is great and many of them, I've heard, heard drivers as well saying that when they have been driven in electrical trucks, they don't want to go back to a diesel truck again. I think it's very much the same thing for anyone who drives an electric anything, whether it be a golf cart, a car or a truck. So, <laughs> thank yeah. Roger Ramos, thanks for joining the Driven Podcast. Thank you, thank you. Thank you for having me. And that was Roger Arms, the CEO of Volvo Trucks. Look, I should also just sort of point out to some of the details of heavy-duty trucks. We've written a few stories about it. We've written a couple of examples of where some of the heavy-duty trucks, even when they weren't doing long-range, were doing short-range sort of, you know, shuffling of goods and things like that within cities, from ports to logistics centres and other different things. And in many of these instances, because of the loading times, they can be charged up when this is actually happening or because of the shift changes. So these electric trucks are actually really, really efficient and can be operating almost 24-7. As Gilberto Enkelin from Tom Williamson said, it's really about their efficiency and performance rather than the range. Sure, in Australia, those big long-range distances between Sydney, Melbourne, Melbourne, um, Perth, you know, Sydney, Brisbane, etc., 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 that is not necessarily going to be uh, solved by the electric trucks that are here at the moment. It's going to be interesting to see um, these heavy-duty electric trucks can do 300 kilometres on a single charge, and that's good enough for half of all heavy-duty truck movements, and including and most particularly the ones within the city, the ones that are common within the suburbs and logistics centres and the ports. For the longer distances, the jury is out on what will solve that, whether it's a sort of a um, renewable biodiesel, whether it actually ends up being fuel cell hydrogen or even smarter and more efficient batteries that can actually do those longer distances, 500 kilometres, 600 kilometres, possibly with the vision of people like uh, Janus Electric who want to do battery swaps. I think that is that remains to be seen, but certainly the goal is that by 2030, 2035, these will be zero emissions. So it's going to be fascinating to see. Anyway, look, thanks very much for listening. It was a real eye-opener to go and see trucks, to drive trucks, to watching them be built, built in Sweden. Quite fascinating. You see them coming in at 9 o'clock in the morning. By 3 o'clock in the afternoon, they're all finished. A couple of frames come in, and they just go through this production line, and... You get an electric one, followed by a diesel one, followed by um, a biodiesel one, and they all come out at the end in six hours' time, and they're completely finished, quite remarkable. Anyway, it's going to be interesting to see exactly how electric trucks go in Australia, but look, fascinating to go. I should point out that um, the Driven did travel to Sweden, Norway, and Germany at the invitation of Volvo Trucks, and we thank them for, for that, but um, we got plenty of time to speak to many other different trucking companies and uh, many other different experts, and um, it was a great opportunity. That's it for this week's edition of The Driven Podcast. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week with another episode of The Driven Podcast. Bye for now.